The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. Yeah, dog. Uh. Welcome home. Oh, yeah. So much to talk about. Yeah. But before we do that, let's get into things quickly. Because we get a lot to talk about. So. You gonna lower that? I hit I'm, the wrong button. I remember my sausage first, fingers. I remember my first day on TV as well. Oh, please! Today's episode is brought to you by everyone's favorite uncle, Uncle Steve Shake. Ever wonder why no one's coming to your barbecues, but they're going to Chrissy's barbecue because Chrissy's using Uncle Steve Shake, and apparently you're not, which means one thing, John. You better get you some. Damn straight. Uncle Steve's Shake is handmade, uses the finest ingredients, and comes in twelve amazing flavors. If you can eat it. Uncle Steve has a shake for it. And if you have any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service. So walking through all your shake needs, time to take your backyard and that competition game to that next level. When Uncle Steve shake, shake some on everything. UncleSteveShake.com. Check them out. And this episode also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether we are barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today we are smoking the Timeless Prestige. Very nice. Yes. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue mm-hmm. companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. You got it. And we're also brought to you by... <clears throat> Backline Smokers, Backline Fabrication out of Austin, Texas, Mr. Ryan Newland. Just pumping out, simply said, one of some of the best off... Set smokers, live fire devices, competition cart pits you've ever laid your eyes on. I'm telling you right now, he puts his love into this. He puts your love into this. He gets to know what you like, how you tick, what makes you move, incorporates these things into his build. This is exactly why no, no pits look the same, and the opportunities are absolutely endless. So check out Ryan Newland, Backline Fabrication in Austin, Texas. You will not be... Sorry that you, that you did. Backlinefabrication.com. What else you got? Today's episode also brought to you by Magna Chef Gloves. Mm-hmm. Guys, these, in my opinion, are the best barbecue gloves on the market today. Our brother Alan Fonte knows a little bit about fire management, fire safety. Mm-hmm. And he's a Miami Dade firefighter who designed and make, produces these gloves. And he thought of everything. Food-grade silicone. Patented magnetic clips. You know, instead of fumbling around trying to get the gloves off, clip them right in, little twist, pull your hand right out, no problem. Even mm-hmm. these these sausage fingers fit right in there, and boom, right back on, piece of cake. Easy on and off. Heat rated up to 500 degrees. Web fit. For a firm grip, one yep. size fits all, dishwasher safe, mm-hmm. but more importantly, <clears throat> made in America. Made right here in the USA. America. So go to magnuschef.com. That's yes. M A G N E C H E F.com. Order yourself, oh, I don't know, two, three pair. I'm just one saying. For the, one for the comp trailer, one for the backyard, one for the kitchen. Wash these things in and out, they come off easy. And they don't have that stupid cotton thing inside. Every time you pull your fingers out, yep. you're trying to get the pinky back in or whatever. You know, that kind of gets aggravating. And I can wrap briskets in those, too. I know I've said it a bazillion times. I'll keep saying it. I can wrap briskets in with those on pretty easily, which saves you money on the nitro gloves. Yep. There, I said it. And Pro- at checkout, use code ROYAL21 for 15% <clears throat> off. Yep. That's Royal 21 promo code at MagnusChef.com. Master the fire. <laughs> Kent. And we are also brought to you by Custom Cutting Boards, RS.com. Ian Hemming. Ian Hemming out of Magnolia, Texas. You got it. Is producing some of the best cutting boards 
on the market today. It really These is. boards take an absolute beating from the dishwasher board, which would be your <clears throat> normal countertop size, yep. to the massive brisket, brisket board. board, 36 by 18, yep. to the newly <clears throat> released pizza board for all the pizza lovers out there. I love pizza. All, me too. I know. Just saying. All the grooves cut in for the perfect measured slices. Mm -hmm. Well balanced double handle, so you don't. It doesn't go flying. It works as advertised. Bottom line. Works as advertised. Check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter R us dot com. Money. So obviously, no one <clears throat> took me up on the price of. Keeping you down there in Texas. <laughs> Ken said that he didn't kill me or leave me there. So that's a good thing. Yeah. What's up, K.O.? What's up, Crawdaddy? What's up, gentlemen? What's up, Chris? Uncle Thank Steve, you. Steve, what's happening? Uncle ben Steve. Ross. Look, before I say anything about how fun it was, this or that, everyone's great because you know it's all coming. But before I get into that, there's a special dedication out and a special thank you to Uncle Steve because this specific Texas trip for myself and many would not have been possible without Steve Brown from Uncle Steve, generosity, hospitality, it goes on. I'm extremely grateful to Uncle Steve for the invite and for the people that I had the opportunity to meet in person was life-changing for me. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Uncle Steve. Thank you. I can't even say it. Enough. I just can't say it enough. Junior, what's happening? <clears throat> but man, dude, it was so fun meeting everyone out there, the experience of everything. And I got to say, right here, boys, TBC, Texas Barbecue Chapter, much love for you guys. Um, we had our first kind of in-person collaboration of uh, New England Pit uh, Master Pit Life Barbecue and and TBC just kind of all coming together. So big shout out to my boys. Schmitty. Schmitty right there. Schmitty, what's up, dog? Schmitty. Marty. Big, big Rome. Marty V. Mad Max. Um, Robert. Um, man. Big Kano. Big Kano, man. Big Kano got the dance moves. You got to see this guy. I mean, him and Big Rome out there, man, I was like, Damn, do I get out there and do my shit? These guys are just, it's a tough act to follow. These guys are tearing it up. That's right. But TBC, just uh, much love to you guys. Um, much love to Uncle Steve. You know, meeting guys like Dutch in person, Daddy Dutch, you know, Chef Johnny, John Barton, Bill from Chicken Fried Barbecue. And brother Bill is right there. Chicken What's up? Fried. What's up, Bill? Um, man, you know. Um, I got to. I actually got to meet also uh, um, uh, Dan Arnold from Suckle Busters because the, uh, the TBC boys uh, know him pretty well. Also got to meet Matt Pittman in person, former guest of the show of Meat Church. It was just like barbecue overload, sensory overload. The smells of all the different smokes. The smell of post oak finally hit my lungs, which I've never smelled before. Mm -hmm. It was just unbelievable. We all got a chance to go out and hit Truth Barbecue on Friday. Leonard Patello doing some amazing things at Truth and Snow's Barbecue, as you can see. Went out there, got a hug from Tootsie, had her pork steak, had the sausage, had the brisket, had the ribs, met Clay, met Kerry. It was unbelievable. I'm just, I'm still on sensory overload. But I got some gifts from our boys for you, okay? That's where rumor had it. And if I forgot anyone out there, by the way, it was unintentional and I'm just live and I forgot, so... Here we go, real quick. Schmitty's Tex, uh, Twisted Throttle Barbecue. Nice. That's for you. That's for me. Okay. And his sauce, by the way, is legit. It does not really taste the way it looks, in my opinion. What the hell, is, it what looks, the hell does that mean? In other words, it looks more bold, but then when you taste it, it just it's so balanced. It's delicious. Because, you know, you look at something, you go, oh, that looks sweet, or that looks more savory. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like got it would be it. a got more it, savory it. sauce, but it's it's damn delicious, balanced. And not that I don't like a savory sauce. It just looks more balanced than it would lead to believe. So it's 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 freaking awesome. I love it. TBC, all-purpose all uh, chapter rub for you. 
TVs. Big Rome competition, Cecil, for you. Very well pronounced. I try. I try to learn from my uh, from my from my brothers. Um, Mad Max calling you out, number one. Calling you out, number, number two. two. Now I'm going to say something about these rubs real quick. My wife, she always goes through my rubs when I bring rubs home mm-hmm. to see what she likes to cook with this and that. She went through all the rubs and she picked Mad Max's rubs to put in her spice cabinet instead of my spice cabinet for whatever reason. So. So for whatever reason, Mad Max, my wife has taken ownership of the rubs that you gave me. <laughs> okay. She's like, oh, I can do something with these. So whatever. She's got them. Boom. Fantastic. And then the big man himself, Big Kano, Texas all-purpose rub, baby. Pachow. Nice. We, we also got a TBC uh, t-shirt for you, my dude. Nice. I know. I know one other guy that has one. Just saying. <laughs> Um, and a couple stickers, of course. Push it right in my face. A <laughs> couple stickers. We got a uh, Texas barbecue chapter sticker. We got a twi- uh, Schmitty twisted throttle sticker. Oh, that'll go on the cabinet tonight. We got you, a, obviously, a, I could not bring the boys one or not you one, my, my brother. Barbecue broker hat. Look at this. It's like Christmas. And former guest Danielle DVQ. Hope you're feeling better. I know you said she was having a knee operation, but she talked very highly of Bucky's yep. and their beaver nuts. Nuggets. Nuggets. I know. I just like to say the word nuts. Beaver nuggets. Okay. So I brought you, it was going to be more than half a bag, but my kids were eating these on the couch. Try a beaver nugget. I want to try a beaver nugget. Then we're going to go try get right nugget? into whatever the hell we're doing. Of course Chrissy, I do. Chrissy, of course come I do. here. Try a couple beaver nuggets. And if I could also just quickly give a shout out and say very thank you very much to Big Kano oh for, I got, I got a jar of rub as well. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are they, what are they like to you? Corn Packing pops. Pellets. Oh, corn pops meets kettle yeah. corn. Yep, exactly. Call bun done. Yeah. Onward. So with everybody that you met down there, oddly enough, there was one person you did not meet down there. It's so. And funny. you were right next to him. I met next week's guest. <laughs> you met next week's guest. <laughs> last week. Last week's guest. What did I say? Next week's? No, you, well, you, met, gonna... you met this week's guest last week. I met next week's guest but this next, week. next week's guest. Next week's guest. Met down there. I met down there who took reserve grand. Um, but the dude that was the closest to me <laughs> that I walked by probably 172 <coughs> times every three hours was our guest for today. And let's get down to the brass, brass tacks. tacks. Ladies and, gen- hey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome out of Sinton, Texas, head cook of Red Mule's Badass Barbecue, the one and only Mr. Lee Hickle. Lee, what's up, brother? What's going on, fellas, down here in Texas? Nice, nice. Man, thank you so much for <clears throat> taking time to, uh, to join us today in uh, talking some barbecue with us. Yes, that, sir. I'm honored. I got one question. How did you put all that stuff in your suitcase to go back home? Bro. Did all that fit? <laughs> Funny story, real quick, is I went to the airport, then I left Boston. It was a 43-pound bag. I came to the airport in Texas with 60 pounds in my bag. <laughs> and I literally had to, to go to the repacking station because it cost $150 to check a heavy bag and take about eight pounds of rub that I had, <laughs> stuck it in my already full backpack of electronics and shit, and that ended up smushing a rotten banana down flat at the bottom of my bag. That's it's all, right. all electronics, which I couldn't get out in the plane. It was miserable, but worth it because this is all good stuff. But it was That's right. It was very interesting. Then they had to test each bottle with sticky stuff to make sure there was no residue on it or whatever i'm like okay dude it's just barbecue rub coming from the houston rodeo but yeah that was a project in itself but man couldn't believe that you i walked by your your pit maker uh area and i was admiring those pits just looking in at them and you were standing right there yet i think you even look familiar now that i look at you I like that yes i remember i think I was, I was like what's up dude you're like hey man and you were like walking you had like tongs in your hand or something you were just chilling Oh, man. Oddly enough, a few days later, here, here we, we are. are. Right. It's love. It, it was meant to be. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, so Lee, you have kind of, not kind of, a definitely an interesting 
story of your, you know, competition career and what you have accomplished in those years. But before we get into that, who is Lee Hickel and how did your barbecue journey begin? Wow. So Lee Hickel grew up in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Joined the Coast Guard in the late 80s. Thank you for your service. Years, 22 years retired Coast Guard, 2011. Uh, owned and operated a couple funeral homes, one in Sinton, one in Aransas Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you look at me like I'm kind of crazy. That's very true. So I just finished my third year of competition barbecue. Mm. So almost four years ago, my brother-in-law in Houston called me up today. There's a barbecue cook-off in the BFW. You want to come cook it? I'm like, I don't even own a barbecue pit. <laughs> so I didn't. I've never cooked on a barbecue pit. A lot of my buddies cooked on barbecue pits. I never did. So I drove around Texas for a couple of days, and I found a pit up in Houston. Unfortunately, it wasn't a pit maker. It was a different barbecue pit. Bought it, took it to Houston at the BFW. Came in dead last. I've never cooked on an offset using post oak. I've never done that before. It was new to me. I was used to propane. Mm. So I was embarrassed by being dead last, right? I just couldn't figure it out. So I kind of fought, saw some other cook-offs in Texas, went to there. I came in dead last again. So I got really embarrassed two times in a row. So then uh, I met up on it with a couple of people at the uh, Noises County in Corpus Christi at a cook-off. And they kind of guided me in the right direction on you can take barbecue classes. I'm like, I didn't even know you can take barbecue classes. Never heard of this. Keep in mind, this is... 2017 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when this has happened yeah so um i started cooking in the international barbecue cookers association my first year and uh lo and behold my first year of cooking i finished number one cook of the year yeah number one rib number one brisket number two chicken that was in 2019 then 2020 came around that was a corona year Mm -hmm. i think i cooked 17 or 19 cook-offs while i finished second place team of the year so that was my really my two years of cooking. I, I would have cooked longer than that, but August 25th and 17, Hurricane Harvey came. I lost everything mm. I owned, yeah, right? Man. So I lost my house, lost my business. So for 10 months, I didn't cook until 18. Man. And that's where we pick up being cook of the year for 19, 20 runner-up. And then this last year, 2021, eh, let me venture out and try KCBS. So last year, 2021, was my third year of cooking barbecue. I jumped in the KCBS circuit. Man, you're talking about a whole different creature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really wasn't used to because Texas barbecue is one half of a chicken, mm-hmm. seven slices of brisket, okay. seven ribs. And our judges never touch our food. They use the flimsiest plastic fork and knife. I heard this. And they, they cut it, and they never touch it. Is that IBCA? So, is that IBCA, Lee? IB, IBCA. Okay. So we always have to overcook everything. Overcook oh, it all. So Make tender. roast beef on a stick, you yeah. know, just whatever it may be. Oh, man. So KCBS, you got that delicate temperature for that right tenderness. Mm. So I struggled a little bit, but I'll tell you what, my only year doing KCBS, I finished overall in the rankings, third in pork butt, fourth in ribs, seventh brisket, and 14th in chicken for 2021 in KCBS. Nice. Nice. Great. Yeah, so a little, little bit of a tear there, yeah. you know. So, you know, we, we've had a lot of guys, you know, since they were a little kid pulling on dad's pant leg. and But you right. had just 2017. Yeah. And to have accomplished on the competition circuits, especially, you know, especially in Texas, what you have mm-hmm. is absolutely mind-blowing. What happened to the yeah, show? So, so my, my first time oh. cooking after Hurricane Harvey was in June of 2018 in a grand champion. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you, but we okay. still, Christy, we're still live, right? It booted us and got us back on. Okay. Facebook just had a brain fart. Oh, okay. So we are back. What happened? The show was blowing up, people said. <laughs> yeah, it did. I, I, I looked over and the oh. Facebook had booted us, but we're back up and going now. So. Yeah, it looks like well, we are back up. We're starting to get everyone back back in now. Yep. Okay. Nice. Um, so I... In 2018, June 30th, 2018, I qualified for the American Royal with my grand champion uh. after being out for 10 months. So when I got an email from the American Royal saying he qualified to go to the American Royal, this is 2018. I had no idea what the American Royal was. Never oh, heard of my it. God. So I, I Googled the American Royal, like, oh. and I saw what it was. I'm like, oh, this is a big thing. Hey, <laughs> yeah. This is a pretty big cook-off. Here, oh, yeah. Right? It's like, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Like the yeah. biggest, maybe, right? This is the biggest besides yeah, like yeah. what Memphis yeah. and May, 
American oh, Royale. No, Royals, Royals, the, the Royals, the biggest. The World Series, right? Yep. Uh, Super, Super Bowl. Yeah, 500 teams, 13 countries, whatever, go to the American Royal. So I'm like, well, I've got to be part of the American Royal. So I signed up, went, oh, I got murdered. I've never cooked pork butt and chicken thighs and legs and all that before. It was just a completely new experience doing KCBS. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was kind of embarrassed by it, but hey, that's how it goes. So now we're in still 2019 cooking season. Either way, I finished up 18th in the nation with smoking with Smithfield, fifth in the world at the uh, World Food Championship. Got murdered the American Royal. Went back in 2020. Had a fifth place pork butt at the American Royal. I kind of got the the bite of it, and then that's what made me go KCBS in 21. Nice. I got the walk and get a fifth place pork butt for being a rookie. That feels good. That money muscle is a tough. <laughs> that money muscle is a tough one to hit. How many pork butts? It you, is. How many pork butts do you are you cooking a in a um, contest now? I started off with four. Now I do three. The, the trim for a pork butt is very different for a comp. They kind of scalp the whole top of it flat mm-hmm. almost. Is that kind of a technique that you guys use to yeah. get us a, a certain shape of That's it? That's what I'm learning. Yeah, you know, I don't really worry about the tubes. I didn't. I don't even know where the tubes are until a few weeks ago when I learned what tubes were. I just focused on the money muscle and the bacon. <laughs> like these long things look kind of like what they sh- what like they should be. No, that's and and so so is it is it like you? So you got to keep your money muscle for for KCBS has to be intact. The whole meat you can't separate the money muscle. Correct. Well, they, they changed the rules this year. So now it used to be a four-pound minimum, and you had to leave the money muscle attached to your main butt until the money muscle was deemed done. Which is right? technically one separate. Now there's no there's no rule. So now you can cook money oh. muscle only or really? pork collar. Right. Oh, they got I didn't rid of the four-pound rule. Because there was, I they heard, a it. little gray area. Because technically at 165, pork is cooked. Yes. So right. I hear what you could do is, you know, you obviously trim around the money muscle to get as much bark as you can, as much bark as you can around it, right? And just that little sliver of fat that, kept that the sliver fat of fat to kept, the main pork butt. But then at 165, you could actually separate that because technically it's cooked. Yeah. Not exactly where you want it, but it's, it's, cooked, it's cooked to temperature. So then you can kind of cut it off at that point and baby that a little bit more, so to speak, than, than the rest of it. Common practice, or right. what you're seeing out there used to be kind of for that. That kind of what guys Correct. are doing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Got to find the edge, John. Yeah. It's not always as cut and dry as one may think. You know, that's we, so true. We did our first KCBS so last. Um, me and me and the boys from the New England Pitmaster Group, uh, KU Crawdaddy Daddy and uh, C Mac, and we did our first KCBS last June, and. Um, we did all right. It was close. You know, we didn't take last in anything, but uh, you know, it was twenty-five or uh, th- thirty teams or something like that. And we did like twenty-sixth in brisket, which I thought we were going to do a lot better. But it was more of a presentation thing, and not really knowing, you know, that you can't have the fat, you know, seam in it, and you should have your your uh, smoke ring on the top, and just like little tricks like that of presentation. I feel. Plus, we didn't use a wagyu. I felt like. We used a prime, but it was our first one, and I just couldn't see myself spending the money on a Wagyu for our first competition. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, we ended up doing 22 in ribs, 21 in chicken, 14 in pork, and we took Solid. and we took 13 in the SCA, which was our first ever steak comp, too. And, but the guys, the people around you, I feel, are so helpful. I mean, they knew we were the new guys. You know, 30 teams of right. people that compete all the time. They were like, who are these? What, who's, what's, what's New England Pitmaster Barbecue? So people coming over laughing, like saying, hey, congratulations. Did you guys do any prep yet? And we're like, no. Like, you didn't even prep your chicken yet? But like, no. You know, everyone's like hanging out. We were supposed to be hanging out. We're doing prep, you know. And I show up my 500 gallon, which is quite the large, uh, you know, competition smoker. But man, yeah, it's a whole, like you said, Lee, it's a whole different, different animal. Um, but we're going to try to get at another one this year in June. It's coming back around. That's good. I ended up hurting myself this year. I did 42 cook-offs in 10 months, February 1 Ooh. to October 31st. Man. When you knock out 42 cook-offs in 10 months, wow. that's a lot of traveling. I'd go out. Jeez. I live in, in Texas, so I left uh, the end of January to go to Gadsden, Alabama. I did an East Coast tour, so on my way on the East Coast, I stopped in Alabama last year. Altitude, your eyeball level with God, 18 degrees. The, 
11 degree incline in the mountains, which I've never really experienced that before. And my, my rig was offset, you know, all the grease went to one side. Oh, it, was just, man. It, was, it was crazy, you know, but, uh, at the end of the day, I'd knocked out a first place, Texas brisket at that cook off. And then, and people didn't even know who the hell I was. And yeah. here I am with the first place brisket. And then from there it went on. So out of the 42 cook offs, I had, seven first place pork butts, six first place ribs and six first place briskets and two, uh, 180 chickens. Wow. Wait, in those 180 chickens. Perfect. That's a perfect chicken. Perfect score. Dang. So what yes, is, sir. what is the trick with the chicken not to get, you You got to make sure that it doesn't have a lot of pepper in there. Cause you don't want it to be, you want that nice mahogany color. Correct. If you want that answer, you need to buy Lee's class. On the Barbecue Academy or barbecue Champs Academy? Champs Academy. <laughs> Don't jump in, we're going to get there. Uh, I was trying to segue a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so, all right, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll jump in. We'll jump in. How did you come across Mr. Mike Steele of Barbecue Champs Academy? You know, because you. Mike, yeah. Those Mike guys, Steele found me. Yeah. yeah. So, as, as we talked earlier, for being a rookie, I did pretty good in my 2019 year. Coming out, being team of the year, ranked fifth in the world and 18th in the nation with most with Smithfield. So he captured me and said, hey, I want you to be on this up-and-coming Barbecue Champs Academy uh, tell-all class that nobody else is doing. I'm like, all right, you know, what do I need to do? <laughs> He's like, well, just come up here to Shreveport, Louisiana, to the, to the recording studio, and uh, we'll film everything. Just bring your meat, and we'll film everything uh, over two days. And I said, man, it sounds like a great deal. Nobody else is doing this. Why not? So uh, over a two-day period, we cooked chicken, brisket, rib, and pork butt. At that time, IBCA was doing pork butt. And so that's the same pork butt that I cooked at the American Royal and got fifth place at the Royal. So I caught all four meats. And then uh, that's how it got me. So uh, so 2019 and 20 and 21 uh, I mean, it's the same class, right? Yeah. I mean, they filmed me once, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. the same class, and a lot of students bought it. I went back in January and refilmed my 2021 to current update. So now, from 2019 to as of today, my class is on there, what I'm doing today. I made some tweaks and adjustments when I went to the East Coast, and I uh, went back in the recording studio, and I made all the adjustments on, on the Barbecue Champs Academy. So if you bought my class in the past, all you have to do is log back in. And then you'll see where I did the update on brisket, chicken, rib, and pork butt. Yeah. And it's no additional cost. Yeah, because that's great because mm. that's always there for you. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and Mike runs it, you know, a tight ship with that. Yeah. You know, they. Um, they don't, they don't community going, essentially. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, and they, they watch, you know, nothing gets shared out. Mm-hmm. You know, so, hey, I bought the class. Yeah, log in and do this, and next thing, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. You want the secrets, you buy the classes. So yeah, they've got they some check type of the IP address. Yeah. Oh, so so no one can log in with your mm-hmm. login and stuff like that? That's that's a tight ship. Oh, yeah. Not like your Hulu it'll, it'll, uh, login. It'll take more than one IP address and shut you down if you log in with too many IP addresses. Yeah. <clears throat> then you have to call Mike himself to get logged back in mm. and explain why you're at three or four different IP addresses. And good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, Mike seems like a, like a no BS <laughs> yeah. type of guy. You know? No, yeah. <laughs> well, no my, Mike's that's a great lawyer, guy. That, that's when the lawyers call you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> my, Mike, Mike's a great guy. We had him on the beginning of last year. And I think I only, uh, I pretty much took the day off. I think I only asked one question. And I just let Mike roll. <laughs> and he rolled the whole episode. Yes, it he was did. fantastic. I just yes, kicked back. And yep. Sometimes that's nice to just relax oh, and yeah. just listen, you know? <laughs> you know, we actually I, do, I have to do a sponsor change real quick. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. B and B. So did you yeah. so Juke said it cooked against him uh this weekend and he killed it. Juke was Juke there? Juke Moreno? No. no, Juke wasn't at the Cooked against him this weekend and he killed it. Cooked against him. Who's oh, did, did Mike cook this weekend? Oh. No. Oh. Um, oh, Mike Steele, yeah, he reserved Brandon. He cooked yeah. somewhere else, though. He didn't cook. Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, he okay, wasn't okay. at Houston. Yeah, Juke was somewhere else. Got it, Down got there. it. He cooked, he cooked up in Dallas, Irving, Texas. Yes, okay. yes. Mike did, up, up in Dallas. Nice, nice. What's up, hey, Greg? This, this, this weekend, awesome. though, I was, I was happy at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. <clears throat> so, Pitmaker, which to me is the number one pit builder 
in, in, in the world because their pits are all, are all over the world and um, they're all fully insulated. They're just an amazing pit, less fuel. They burn better. How does the, I heard those kind of uh, work. If, if it's the pit maker one I'm thinking of, they're cabinet smokers, but they, right. But they work almost like a reverse flow, the way the air comes up and Correct. around and over. How, can you explain that Correct. convection to us? Yeah. So all, all of them aren't that all of them aren't cabinets. Some okay. are offset. Okay. But the way the, the way the exhaust system is on those cabinet smokers mm-hmm. is there's no hole on the top of the, the pit. Yes. Right. All the exhaust has to come down to the below the bottom Circles rack the, and then yeah. goes back up in between the insulated walls and it comes up the top. That's cool. So every, all the heat all the heat comes in around the walls. It goes down the wall inside the meat and then through the exhaust port, which are built in between the walls as well, up and out. So that's why they can work in 35 degree below zero and they work just as well as in 100 degrees. They work the exact same um, no matter where you go as far as climate control. Then they're, you know, when, so when it rains, yep. the water never gets and touches your meat because there's no, there's no hole. Uh, hole. It, it runs down along the sides on the inside to a water pan. So you never even get your food wet whenever it rains. That's just pretty cool. I don't think I've I've seen a concept out there really like that. It's quite interesting. So this weekend, uh, I was on pit maker number two, uh, Los Gallos. It was George Shore, a brother against brother against brother, basically. And um, the guy, some guys took my classes, and the guy on my team, he he ran my chicken. He got third place chicken this weekend. He got up on stage. I tied for tenth place rib, but I lost a four way tie. Ended up being fourteen, but I was happy having the. A, really a 10th place rib um and the judges didn't like the brisket that day you know i think it was 138 i could be wrong on the brisket we finished 14th overall out of 253 teams but with the third place chicken tied for 10th rib and a great tasting brisket in the day we're happy with 14th mm-hmm. overall mm-hmm. team pit maker number one they did real well they finished ninth place overall so way to represent uh team pit maker from texas from humboldt Humble, Texas, yeah, north of Houston. Yeah, and uh, when we had when we had spoke on the phone last week, uh, you know, you were telling me you were going to be cooking with them, but uh, we are currently March first, if I'm not mistaken. So March, April, and May. So we're two months away from the month of May, mm-hmm. which means one thing: Memphis, Memphis in and May. May. And you That's were right. telling me you were truly honored this year. Because you were asked to help represent a certain company down there. You want to tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah, it kind of put tears in my eyes, you know, whenever whenever you get called by these, you know, people who you really admire. Keep in mind, I mean, I'm still a rookie and I get mesmerized, starstruck by all these barbecue pitmasters who you see on television and YouTube. And then <laughs> uh, when Willingham Barbecue Company sees me in the rubs, calls you up and say, hey, we want you to come to be a, a presenter. and for the pork shoulder. We've never won a grand champion on pork shoulder. Um, the owner of uh, Willingham Barbecue, Paul, he had he had taken my class. And the first time I met him was in Calhoun, Georgia, during this KCBS tour. And he ran my brisket recipe with a little bit of his Willingham seasonings. He got a 180 brisket. You know, his first brisket ever at a cook-off. And he, I mean, we, he was hooked, you know, that my, my class is sincere. And that same cook-off I reserve granted that cook off. So uh, we had a pretty good bond thereafter. And then he called me up a few months ago and asked me to come help represent Willingham barbecue um, spices and rub at Memphis and May. And to be a presenter. Yeah. That's an honor. You know, I mean, it, it really did put tears in my eyes to have that. They cooked it 38 of the 40 years. I think they've only missed two years yeah. at oh. Memphis and May. So they are a legacy team. Um, they've got Harry Sue flying in. They've got, Okay. Um, uh, Henry out of, I think he's West Virginia, Oklahoma. They got Scott Parr coming from, I think he's Georgia. I think he's the president of the GBC coming up. And there's one other person, I think, coming up to help run this and hopefully pull out a first place pork shoulder this year. So that's it. I mean, I've never cooked Memphis in May, but to be asked to be a presenter for the meat whenever they come around. If we make it to the finals, right? So, yeah. so again, for those that don't understand, 
explain what the presenter actually what what that great role question does. great question so good call so i've never cooked mimps in may but i've been told here's how it is we're gonna have three of us for dress real nice so it's like a dog and pony show who has the best silver tongues we're gonna have to sell ourselves sell the team sell the ingredients sell the meat um like a huge like a car salesman right so the the pork shoulder will be on in the pit on a big platter with all the greenery and the vegetables, almost like going to a whole hog or the world food, right? You want to make it very edible, presentable, appeasing to the eye. And the judges are going to critique you and grade you on how well your knowledge, your basic knowledge of the meat, the tenderness, the parts of the meat, because they may say, okay, pull the money muscle. We want to taste the money muscle, pull, pull the tubes, pull, Mm. pull the collar. And so, I've been asked to be the one to actually reach in there in the pork shoulders and make sure I get the right tubes, mm, right huge. part of the money muscle, and okay. present that to the judges. So they're going to base it on all of our basic knowledge and history and this, how we blend the seasonings and the rubs and the, the glazes together to get what we came up with, the right wood, because wood is a what is this, a seasoning, right? So mm. the smoke, we got to get everything right. So we're going to test our knowledge on how we know what we're doing. So it's a pretty important part not to stutter and to be exactly um, right on where we have to be. Yeah, to be on point. Yeah, not, on now, point. Now yes, with sir. Memphis in May, if I'm not mistaken, you're you're only cooking one category, depending on which we one you set up. You know, a pork shoulder or ribs or whole hog. Correct. So this year. Paul has uh, chosen for us to do pork shoulder. Yeah. So you could do, you're correct, different different cuts of pork, but we're doing all pork shoulder. So I'm, we're going to get, I believe, all of our pork shoulders from Andy Lugo, which is my meat supplier in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, he's going to vet cases and cases and cases of different pork shoulder. And I'm going to take down 16 different pork shoulders for this event Holy in Lord. May. And Lord willing, you know, um, we're going to give it the best we have. I think we have a dream team put together. Yeah, and um, he, we're all going to rely on each other. And I finished. It's pork is pork, right? I mean, overall, my first year, I finished third in pork butt and fourth in ribs for KCBS. So they're they're trusting me and um, my knowledge to help get this team to first place. So what do we? What I'm do, really honored. What do you? Uh, your some of your suggestions when you go into a pork? I know that people with briskets they're you know up in the game they're bringing the wagyu and this and that when you're going for pork when you're going for shoulder boston butt are you looking for carabuta are you looking for durock what is the go-to you see a lot of guys kind of using brand wise for for pork butts yeah you know you're right everybody's using kind of different uh, pork butts what they have in their local area uh since 2019 the current i've been using prairie fresh mm-hmm so we're going to hit Prairie Fresh up pretty hard. I think they're already a main sponsor of, of Memphis and May anyway. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to get a whole lot of pork butts from Prairie Fresh, and we're going to go through them and pick the best one. So yeah. I, I prefer Prairie Fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, you know, he's now the owner of Willingham Rubs, and he's on board with that decision. Um, so I'm just honored to, to yeah. let him – kind of let me guide on the meat selection. And I'll be up there with Andy Lugo is the owner of Meat Hustler. And he, he provides a lot of competition to meat around the country. And we're going to go through, we're going to order tons of cases and we're going to go through every one of them to pick the best ones. And we're going to take 16 of them down to, to Memphis and hopefully we get it. Yeah. So um, say again, I mean, I was really honored to, to get that phone call from Willingham Barbecue. Spices yeah. and rubs. Yeah, I could, like you said, you, you you can hear the honor in your voice right now, and I certainly heard it last week when we were on the phone, you know, uh, getting everything set up for today. And so, you know, congratulations. Like you said, that that is a true honor for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, best of luck to you <clears throat> at Memphis in May 2022. Oh, crazy. Another biggie. It's my, gr- it's my grandson. He just walked in from school. Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, what's up, pal? She's hey, been Memphis in May, the Royale, yeah, the American Royale, and um, what's the other one I'm thinking? Those are the three biggest. The Jack. The Jack. I mean, those are like the three bigs. Yeah. The big ones where everything comes together from all the previous comps, the invites, right. the, the 
Um, well, the, only the jack is, is strictly invite, invite only. only. Yeah. Okay, the jack. Yeah, that's right. The jack is strictly invite only. Yeah, and you can only no, get no, no. The jack not necessarily. So oh, no. if you if you oh. win five, no Plus. seven, seven grand champions in Texas, you have to have fifty teams or more. So if you get seven grand champions that are over fifty teams, you automatically get drawn. Automatically oh. entry to the jack. Okay. The the other forty nine states, if you have twenty five teams or more, and you get and you have over seven GCs, you qualify automatically. Oh, now, wow! For the jack. Now, if you have, let's say, I'm from Texas and I have three grand champions in those cookoffs that over fifty teams, but Chicken Fried Barbecue also has three grand champions of three other fifty or more teams. Mm-hmm. We have three bungs in the draw from texas so they'll go behind the steel curtain and then they'll draw a bung from texas and whoever bung or name is on that that's their entry into the jack okay okay now there are probably there may be some legacy teams you know teams that are celebrities that automatically get to come yep yep. and just go you know but um usually us us little guys we have to have seven grand champions or get our name drawn from that state Oh no! Okay, see, yeah, even even I'm, yeah, even I'm still learning. I mean, we're always learning. That's Absolutely. what makes it fun. You know what and, I mean? And speaking of always learning, Lee, when we were talking, you were and speaking of chicken fried barbecue, Bill Purvis, uh, you guys uh, took took a little trip, didn't you? Well, we took a little trip up to Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas. Is that Kansas. the trip you're referring to? Yep, to, uh, <laughs> to, to, go, to go to Joe's up at Slaps Barbecue. You were actually, you two guys were going to take, uh, take his class. So, you know, you guys proven on the circuit, but yet you're still going and taking classes from other pitmasters. You have to. You know, I mean, Phil, Phil, Phil Bridgen, too, Lucky Charms, and Bill Purvis, you know. And myself, we kind of hit the East Coast tour. We were touring all over last year in KCBS. And at the end of the year, I mean, Brad from Getting Basted was number one, and Joe Pierce from Slaps was number two. Slaps was putting the class on last week, well, two weeks ago. Why would you not go continue your education in barbecue from one of the best in the world? Yeah. So um, even the best still continues to take classes every year. You know, you need to continue your education, know what's out there. It's true. It's the the price you pay is just almost an entry fee and some meat costs for a competition. So skip one competition and go see what the best you're doing. It's yeah. worth it. You know, techniques, even if you were to take one little nugget away from a class, like, oh, I didn't think about that yeah. or some type of technique, you know, I mean, techniques can also win when you're grand champion. Your profile may be fine, but a technique could help you win. Just one more thing over the edge. Mm-hmm. And, and the good thing is you get to taste the food. You get to see what it tastes like when he's doing it in front of you. At the end of the day, it's worth it. So, yeah, Chicken Fried Barbecue and I, we went up there to Kansas City, Kansas, two weekends ago. And we took Joe Pierce's class. And it's a great class. So when Joe Pierce ever offers his class again, those listening, take the effort and go go do it. I mean, he finished number one rib king of the year for KCBS yeah. and second overall. So why would you not? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It just makes sense. Continuing education in, in any field that you're in. I've been a real, you know, full-time real estate broker for almost 20 years, and we're always taking continuing education classes because the industry changes. No different than barbecue. The industry changes. Things that may have worked in competitions a decade ago maybe aren't working as well these days. Maybe there's right. something else. So so new, new some of the original well. OG, the original gangster the barbecue, you know, the older generation, they don't believe in glazing their brisket or injecting their brisket. They just want to run salt, pepper, garlic on the brisket, but yet jump into the competition field. Yeah, their briskets are great. They're great for restaurants. They're soft, moist, juicy, tender. It's what everything you would ever want to have in a brisket. When it comes to a competition with somebody who's injecting it, a little bit more beefy flavor and yeah, a little, a little bit salt. of sweetness on top of yep. the glaze, yep. you don't have a chance. That's you it. don't have a chance. I never put barbecue sauce or any glaze on my brisket ever, except for at the KCBS, which is tiny yeah. little, just kind of, just a little something mixed with the au jus yeah. that maybe you don't need much. You don't need much. It's just kind of have a little wetness on it. Yeah. And I never thought of ever doing that in my whole life yeah. to beef ever. 
Yeah. And just so you guys know, <laughs> I cannot see any comments. The way my phone is, I can't oh, right. see any comments. So, Linda, so if people are commenting, I can't see any comments. What's up, Rob Arosha? Rob Arosha, what's happening? Um, Linda. Yeah, there was um, actually a former guest, and actually he was he came up in my mind the other day, and I need to I need to get in touch with him. But Steve Imenez, I'll be I'll be hollering at you, brother. It's been too long. We got to oh, catch yeah. up. Kids Q, Kids yeah, Q. Steve Imenez, Kids Q. Great yes, guy. He yes. was awesome. We've had him, oh, God, has, has to be at least probably two years ago. Okay. If not. But make sure you pronounce the Hispanic last name correctly. Yeah, Steve Imenez. Imenez. Imenez, yeah. <laughs> Great guy doing awesome things. But, yes, sir. You know, but, yeah, he's like, what's up, Lee? Lee is one, of, one hell of a dude. You know, and he, Man, he, he's right, you. you know. But that, 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 that's the thing, the, the camaraderie. That we we have all gotten in barbecue, from you know, depending on no matter what level we're on, you know, it's we almost could, unmatched to any other yeah. industry. I feel. Yeah. I'm obviously being a little biased here because it's for barbecue guys, but I haven't seen in many other industries where such a tight knit camaraderie and family, and people willing to help you and move <laughs> forward because people want to beat you at your at like you want to beat your competitor at his best. You don't want to beat him because he defaulted because his injector broke, and then you beat him that way. Right. You say, you know what? Here you go. Use my injector because I'm going to beat you at the top of your game yeah. if I'm going to beat you at yeah. all. Right? That's that, kind of that what happened this weekend at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. <laughs> exactly. Somebody's injector broke. Ah, Apparently, no way. It might have been, been your tent. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was just I was just throwing a ball up in the air here. You oh, know? You were, you're right. And no they shit. came over and borrowed my injector. No way. You're right. You know, we're... We're all part of the barbecue family, and we want to be successful. And now, years ago, before I was cooking, I understand the uh, older generation was really loose lipped, you know, tight lipped. They wouldn't tell you any secrets. It was all find out yourself. You know, go spend all the money you have and learn over trial and tribulation. But now, uh, luckily, you know, around that Friday night solo stove campfire, everybody kind of hangs around and they do talk a little bit of secrets and give a little bit of nibbles to the up and coming superstars. So, and I'm appreciative of that as well. You know, I sat around many little campfires on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even say a word, you know, cause I was a new guy, but these, the, the pros were talking amongst each other, but I'd listen to what they were saying and take mental notes exactly. and go back and use it. That's exactly. right. Exactly. So, so Lee, we got one more question for from you Rob. and it comes from Rob Arosha. Yep. Ask Lee about 13 minute chicken. Yeah, that's a true <laughs> story. So originally I do 45-minute whole chickens, right? They're whole chickens. I cook them from 11, uh, 1045 to 1130 for a 12 o'clock turn-in. And then I got to be more comfortable where I can put my chicken on at 1115 for a 12 o'clock turn-in. These are a whole four-pound chickens. When they're rolling at what, 325 or something real hot? No, sir, right like around 400. Oh, 400 even. Wow, wow. Okay, yeah. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Yes, sir. Normally it, was, normally it was at 325, but okay. then I started pushing my time to 11, 11.15 to 11.45. Okay. Turn in at 12. Well, I cook on a pit maker carbon queue on my chicken, and uh, you add a bunch of base charcoal in there, and you light it up. Well, I left the lid open. And it cooks like a drum. If you leave the lid open, flare up, it, it can flare get hot real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I went inside, and I didn't realize how quick the time was. But I spent too much time with the lid open. I came back with my chicken. All my all my B&B charcoal was completely lit up. So I closed the lid, and it went to 600 degrees. And now it's 1120. Oh, no. I, got, I have two four-pound chickens I'm looking at raw, 12 o'clock turn-in. So I throw a bunch of ice on the grill just to cool the fire down. I got down to 500 degrees. Now it's 1130. I put the chicken on. You, it sounded like bacon in there instantly. It's just frying up. Now, what was it? A whole chicken day, or was it thighs yeah. that you put in for whole, that? Whole, no, half, these are whole chickens. Whole chickens, okay. Two, two halves. Two, one whole chicken cut in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two whole halves. Yep, yep, yep. And um, at 11, 11.43, I probed the thigh and I was at 178 degrees. I'm like, I got to pull it. 13 go. minutes, 178, pull it, glazed it, Jesus. turned it in. Rob, was it 61 teams, I think, hit first-place chicken? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's, That's a great awesome. story. Right. That's a great – sometimes you over-prepare, yeah. you know, when you just kind of do what you right. know, you get it done. Yeah. Well, we – That's right. That's that's all the time we got, but 
Thank you so much. This was an absolute honor talking to you, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for inviting me. I do appreciate that. Oh, I no really do. Problems. Um, hang in there one second. We're just going to roll this out, and uh, we'll jump Come on right back, back with you and say goodbye. Awesome. Amazing. Can't believe it. I, I just didn't see the guy the whole way. It's still right next to you. Once you said it, I'm like right next door. I'm like, I'm like well, we were like three thirty-five or because you guys were on the on the, doing the last. You go, oh, there's this. He was behind us. Whole, his thing. Yeah, I, I did. I said, oh, I did. I videotaped it. And I live. never even thought of it. I never pits, even thought of it. Videotaped your pit and everything and. Man, yeah, that's just uh, awesome. That's but funny. We, we had mentioned um, Bill Purvis from Chicken Fried Barbecue. Yep. If you guys tune in tonight to the Barbecue Champs Academy, uh-huh. uh, Bill will be on with Mike. Yep. I believe at 8 o'clock they go live, 8 mm-hmm. o'clock Eastern. <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure. I'm, all, I'm up all the time, so yep. I, I'm not so sure. So check that out. And also, yeah, Bill will be there. I wanted to um, just – Couple more shout outs that I forgot. Grumpus, excellent meeting you. Papa Texas, great meeting you as well. And a big congratulations to Marty V. Newly new just got made new mo- uh, newest moderator of Texas Barbecue Chapter. So congrats, Marty V. Yep. And, and then are you ready for next week? Should I say it or do you want to say it? Oh, allow me. Coming fresh off his reserve grand, grand championship at the 2022 Houston Livestock and Rodeo barbecue competition. Barbecue competition. Clarence Joseph, Miss Papa Joe himself from Mama and Papa Joe's. Yep. Clarence Joseph, better known as CJ, better known as CJ, will be joining us next Tuesday. And it's funny because when I met him. I'm oh, like, it's, it's, I'm it's, like it's yeah, funny. I guess Johnny booked you for two weeks. He's like, yeah, damn right he did. He's like, if I get a walk, we'll have something great to talk about. And boy, did you get a walk, CJ. Absolutely. So, hell so yeah. Next week That's going to be amazing. Clarence Joseph. But welcome back, brother. Welcome back to the snow. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. The, the Texas boy is like, oh, you brought the cold weather with you. The day I left, it was like 55 and sunny. It was 65 on Wednesday. The foot of snow got dumped on Friday, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the video wherever podcasts are found. Hit YouTube, that subscribe button, notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, find us at all the links listed down below. Yeah, yeah. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and, and review. review. Hit that share button. That's right. All my TBC boys. Thank you so much for the care packages. I will get my hands on you at some point. I promise you that. I warn you that. I feel bad because he's got some big hands. got some big hands. <laughs> I have snacks for the ride home. He does. Those snacks beaver will, nuggets. Those, those beaver nuggets will make it out of the damn parking lot. <laughs> We're lucky if they get to the car ride. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Guys, till next week, keep the smoke rolling. Keep the smoke rolling, baby. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily